0: Welcome. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy with CIO Marketing Services. Welcome to our podcast, Essential Connections, How Tech Can Help Small Businesses Thrive in Uncertainty, brought to you by CIO and sponsored by GoTo. Today's business and IT leaders face a daunting future, driving operational efficiency while also tackling macro challenges like geopolitical instability, supply and energy disruptions, and significant economic uncertainty. All of this on the heels of a global pandemic. This podcast offers insights and actionable steps for business and IT leaders alike, featuring a lineup of top-notch executives from GoTo. Welcome to Episode 2, Future-Proofing Your Business with Agile IT Leadership. I'm joined today by Patti Srinivasan, president and CEO of GoTo. Welcome, Patty. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello, Barbara. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, This is Patty, CEO at GoTo. Uh, I'm joining today from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm super excited to be here uh, and join the podcast. Would love to share some of the observations that we have working with our uh, customers as well as what we are seeing in the market.
0: All right, great. Nice to have you here. So let's jump right in. According to GoTo Research, 95% of respondents have consolidated or plan to begin consolidation to multi-purpose vendors as they seek to streamline and optimize in the face of global uncertainty. Why is this approach so essential? And what words of advice would you offer our listeners?
1: Yeah, great question, Barbara. So uh, before I start answering this question, I want to take our listeners back uh, about two and a half years. So when the pandemic uh, set upon us, uh, most IT departments were in, uh, in a scrambling mode, uh, and they bought a lot of technologies just to make ends meet as their uh, workforces started dispersing um, across the world. Uh, We all needed different types of tools for communication, collaboration, managing and monitoring your IT systems, supporting your devices, all of the above. So uh, there was a mass scramble for solutions for remote connectivity, monitoring, management, security, and the whole nine yards. Now that we are, uh, for the most part, back in a new normal, so to speak, after the pandemic, Most of the IT departments are now looking at ways by which they can streamline these investments that they made over the last couple of years because they simply don't have the ongoing budgets or the resources and most importantly, the skills to manage this going forward. So as we all know, having multiple vendors and tools um, drive up costs significantly, and it also becomes super hard to share information and have seamless workflows for all of the tasks that the employees, both in IT and non-IT have to uh, accomplish on a day-to-day basis. So uh, we see a lot of uh, pressure uh, on IT departments to streamline these tooling, to save costs. And one of the most efficient ways by which they can do that is to streamline IT vendors. And we as a company that provides both IT management and support as well as communication software to help companies uh, both engage with their end customers, but also help support and uh, uh, and collaborate with their employees internally. Uh, we become a natural technology partner for companies that are trying to uh, consolidate uh, vendor relationships and streamline costs.
0: All right, thank you. Really interesting. So traditionally, IT and business leaders have justified technology investment using things like cost or customer experience improvement. But these lean times might require new justifications. What are they, and what are the KPIs that are associated with them? You know, something like employee productivity, efficiency, and IT operations. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so this is a really interesting uh, time um, when when you think about what we are leaving behind, which is the pandemic, and what we are likely entering, which is uh, a period of tremendous economic uncertainty. So. I would like to answer this question by first looking at uh, the internal aspects of any company and very specifically mid-market and small organizations that we often refer to as SMBs, small and medium businesses. So we did, um, uh, we did a, a, a study recently with Frost and Sullivan and they, we found that uh, over three quarters of the respondents said that the, the workload of IT um, workers have increased tremendously due to the dispersion of the workforce and the complexity of the devices that they bring to work and uh, and all of the things that they have to accomplish. And more than half of them said that the the IT job has fundamentally become more difficult. So consolidating and streamlining technology stacks uh, allows them to manage all these devices and endpoints using a single canvas, uh, reducing the amount of time and effort IT administrators and IT support staff need to come up to speed on these technologies. So that's one real example of internal optimization. So KPIs here could be uh, productivity, uh, number of technicians that you need to support an organization and so forth. From an external benefit perspective, so imagine you are a company, you are in retail and you have um, customers that are trying to reach you. Companies these days have to rely on more than one channel. So traditionally uh, phone was the premium uh, or perhaps even the only mode of communication with uh, their customers. But now with the pandemic, a lot of uh, consumers have gone digital. So a phone line alone is not sufficient. So you need true omni-channel capabilities to connect and engage with, uh, with end consumers and end customers. So that's an external uh, communication Need that has emerged over the last couple of years, and KPIs here uh, are customer satisfaction, uh, number of uh, customer connections that you're able to service with the same amount of staff on your um, in your payroll, and things like that. And the third thing, which I think is very foundational, is managing the security and privacy of your organization. So as I as I was just talking about there is a proliferation of devices that people are using to get their jobs done which means that the surface area of exposure for um, your information and data uh, is just that much bigger these days so the question that we have to ask is do we have the right tools and technologies to protect these devices and safeguard uh, the privacy and the information that you have about your employees about your company and also about your customers. So those, I would say, are the the main um, types of uh, uh, justifications that we are seeing uh, IT and business leaders leaning on.
0: All right, very interesting, Patty. So here's my next question. Most every IT ecosystem includes solutions from multiple vendors. It's the way that many IT estates have evolved. So what's needed most to capitalize on this reality? And, I, you know, I think of things like integrations without complicated programming or specialized resources. What are the key considerations when choosing new tools or vendor partners? And then, you know, what are the key questions business and IT leaders should be asking?
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, question. So my advice would be to start with the the benefit that a technology can deliver, uh, either to um, your employees or Uh, in many cases, for your customers. Like, what is the business goal or business benefit that we are trying to deliver with a piece of technology? The next question um, is, what is the total cost of ownership? Of course, software has become more and more um, uh, affordable these days, where there's very little upfront investment. Most of the subscription software these days are pay-as-you-go, which is very beneficial. Uh, And many of our products are also consumption-based, but the important question is, what is the total cost of ownership and how does it stack up with the benefit that I was just talking about? So that's number two. Number three is security. I just talked about the importance of security, but um, uh, it is a very important question for business and IT leaders uh, uh, to ask. The next one is, um, most uh, software vendors will talk a big game in terms of all the speeds uh, the and feeds of their respective software stacks but how easy is it to implement? Do I need to engage with a professional services company? Do I need to bring an army of consultants to implement uh, the software or can I do it on a self-service manner? I think that is a very important question to ask. Extending that would be to understand how much it would take for, uh, for a company to perform ongoing maintenance and administration of a given software solution. So these are all the different considerations to ensure uh, uh, that uh, you are investing in the right technology to solve the right business problem and you have a sense of whether or not that software pays for itself in terms of the business benefits it's delivering. And also uncover the hidden costs that are typically not visible as we embark on a, on a digital transformation journey, asking tough questions like, what would it take for us to go live in this? And what is the ongoing administrative cost? Would I have to hire and staff very expensive IT and cybersecurity resources? Or uh, is the software lend itself to very, very simple administration on an ongoing basis? So for example, uh, we have, uh, I'll pick one random example from our portfolio of products. We have a contact center product. And our contact center product has been built from ground up for medium-sized companies and small companies. Uh, while most of the contact center world, the software takes anywhere from three to nine months to implement and and take your first call. We go with the same day guarantee that from the time you start implementing our software, the same day you can get productive and start making outbound calls and set up inbound queues and things like that. So that's how simplified our software stack is because we build software for the mid-market and the small companies. So Go to Connect is a product I was referring to. So we make it super, super simple. You don't need to be uh, um, a, a computer science specialist to be able to use the product. And that's the promise that we lead with and deliver on a day-to-day basis.
0: All right. Thanks, Patty. Before we continue our conversation, I'd like to say a few words about our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by GoTo the only all-in-one business communications and IT support software, making connecting and supporting your people easy, even in uneasy times. Visit goto.com. Now back to our show. So Patty, talk to me about tech stack consolidation. What is it and how does it benefit business and IT leaders alike?
1: Yeah, so I think in um, in summary, I would say consolidating technology stacks and having uh, software platforms that do more than one thing just makes everyone's life easier. right? managing your company's systems and resources and devices under one uh, one single platform just reduces the IT resources that are required to uh, to keep running things smoothly, resolve problems, monitor the the efficient deployment of resources and And being able to know when things are about to go wrong to take remedial action before the users start noticing it is a very powerful thing. And if you can do all of this from a single application and a single platform, it just reduces your um, overall ongoing overhead of of managing these systems. It also, on on the business side, uh, fewer vendors. Uh, means that you have fewer things to manage like service level agreements and things like that. You can drive a higher degree of total cost of ownership. And it also really helps onboard and train employees that are coming in both on the IT side as well as your, end, uh, your um, employees. It just streamlines their onboarding process. And as we all know, as the world goes more and more into a distributed model, uh, this is an often overlooked aspect of consolidating technology stacks from different vendors into single unified uh, software products. So I would say um, the final thing I would like to add is it also reduces the burden of ongoing administration which is a very underrated aspect of buying software and complicated systems is the amount of babysitting and the oversight you need and the skills that are required to uh, manage and administer these products on an ongoing basis. So just having fewer of them and investing in software platforms that can solve multiple business problems for you just helps in, uh, in doing all of these things in a very efficient way so that you can focus on your customers and and driving positive business outcomes versus chasing IT problems.
0: Okay, thanks, Patty. So I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about cybersecurity. So cybersecurity threats, as we all know, are at an all-time high and there's no end in sight. As just one example, the US Federal Bureau of Investigation reports that it received more than 847,000 complaints in 2021 that's an increase of 7% over the previous year. So, my question is what advice would you give business and IT leaders facing this reality? And what kind of approach would you recommend to defend company systems?
1: Yeah, this is a really, really important question in today's times. So, um, there's a common myth that uh, cybersecurity is a lot more important if you're a bank or uh, some kind of a financial services institution or uh, highly regulated healthcare company and things like that, but nothing can be further from the truth. Small and medium businesses or businesses of any size are equally at risk uh, from cybersecurity and threats that, uh, that come from different sources. A recent study showed that the average cost of data breaches is at an all-time high, and businesses really need to take every precaution to protect themselves from, uh, from outside and even inside attacks. And, uh, and we have to be really careful with this. So um, having uh, software which can address some of these challenges is really, really important. So as I was explaining previously, uh, there is a tremendous amount of proliferation of devices that employees and customers are using to get their jobs done, as well as to get services from, uh, from different vendors. So managing all of this uh, is extremely extremely important because it uh, this has become a major point of exploitation for ransomware attacks for example our go to resolve uh, product um, employs a zero trust uh, approach to security which gives a significant safeguard against bad actors um, and it is it's really gaining a lot of market share so uh, what does zero trust security means? what it means is Uh, It it makes an assumption that nothing is trusted by default. Everything requires additional and a very unique authentication from an administrator to do things like uh, remotely accessing a computer or to deploy uh, a piece of software in a remote machine. And when you're trying to perform these actions, it asks for a unique digital signature which is then validated against um, the the signature that you had originally uh, used so that um, it prevents, even if uh, the network of the company is breached, it prevents the attacker from gaining additional real estate inside the company by infecting other machines and servers and things like that. So it prevents the lateral progress of an attacker and limits the exploit um, to a very localized area. So this zero trust security uh, is really, really important to safeguard companies' data. Uh, it helps in um, preventing phishing attacks and, and uh, supply chain attacks and so forth. So this is one example of how GoTo as an example is, is taking security very seriously and making it into a first principle of all of our products. And um, most most of our uh, customers don't even uh, realize the kind of security they're getting from our products, but a lot of our customers have started demanding these kinds of zero trust security in all of uh, uh, the software solutions that they are investing in. So I think it is, uh, it's a very, very important aspect of uh, evaluating technology products going forward.
0: All right, great. Thanks, Patty. So before we wrap up, I have one last question for you. What are some other ways that leaders can future-proof their business? Any last closing thoughts for our listeners?
1: Sure, I'll I'll just give a couple of closing thoughts. So first one um, is to focus on the experience of both uh, the customers and employees and really investigating the business benefits uh, a software platform can deliver. Um, from a customer experience point of view, their expectations of companies are changing very, very rapidly, especially after the uh, the pandemic. There is a major push towards digital, the interactions of consumers uh, and their expectations they have of different businesses is rapidly going into the digital world. Uh, the next thing I would say is do not compromise on security. And um, And the final thought I want to leave everyone with is that, uh, technology is not just for the big and the privileged. Uh, the pandemic has really accelerated the expectations that em- uh, employees and customers have around digital engagement, digital customer support, and so forth. So this makes digital transformation uh, as one of the most critical investment that companies of all sizes can make to stay relevant in these uncertain economic times. So the next two years are going to be extremely critical. Companies have a very um, unique window to not just survive, but also thrive by embracing a digital first mindset and invest in the right set of technologies so that they emerge out of this uh, next 12 to 24 months, even stronger and, uh, and more ready to embrace their customers and their employees with the best of pre digital technologies that they can uh, afford to have.
0: Thanks, Patty. Excellent discussion. Thank you again to my guest, Patty Srinivasan, President and CEO of GoTo. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in the Essential Connections podcast, brought to you by CIO and sponsored by GoTo. I encourage you to tune in for episode three, where we'll explore the rising costs of missed connections. And if you missed episode one, the entire podcast series is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit go2.com For CIO and GoTo, I'm Barbara Call.